Awesome. Thank you so much. And Paige, I'm an alcoholic. And yeah, it's 530, well, 545 in the morning, but I am grateful to be here with you guys today. Both those things are true, which is kind of a miracle. You know, gifts of Alcoholics Anonymous. Got a text from a sponsee this morning and uh, it's like, why are you up? And the only reason I would be up to be of service to Alcoholics Anonymous. So I'm grateful to be here today. And I, I get the privilege on, on speaking on step 12. And and it really is a privilege for somebody like me because the 12 step is, is such, I mean, it's my life. You know, I, I get up in the mornings and I, I take my spiritual actions that allow me connect, to connect to power greater than myself, to live in a state of grace. And then what I spend most of my day doing is sharing that gift that I've so freely given with others. And it's given my life meaning and purpose beyond anything that I could have imagined. But man, when I got here, it's like, I don't want to do any of that. Man, when I got here, if you said you'd be up at 5.30 in the morning to speak at a meeting in India, I'd be like, are you sure? Are you like, are you sure you're not drinking? You know what I mean? Like, this is not the life that I, that I expected. And thank God, thank God I did not get what I expect. So those of you, which is some of you guys, uh, know me and how I like to bounce around the big book. So that's kind of what we're going to do. I know we might think I might only do working with others. Nah, I'm still going to bounce around. Woo. Uh, in fact, it might get worse because it's, it's first thing in the morning. So let's pop over to page 60, because I just want to break down the the 12 step as it's written in our 12 in our 12 steps and the chapter how it works. I always like to look at it. 12 step, that's got three parts. So, so it starts on page 60, 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. That is a promise. That is a promise. So we kick off the 12 step with a promise that if I do these steps, the result, not a result, the result of these 12 steps, if I do these 12 steps to the best of my ability, the result will be a spiritual awakening. And you know what I love about that? That tells me that this sort of, that, that tells me these 12 steps as a way of life is alcoholic proof that as an alcoholic, I can't screw it up. You know, and man, I told you I'd be bouncing around. The ADHD that I definitely don't have is absolutely not kicking in at this hour. Um, but let's pop over. Let's pop over to Bill's story. And uh, let's go to page 13. And we're going to go to the very, very, very bottom of page 13. I, I'm so sorry. I told you guys it would be a little unhinged. Here we are. Uh, very bottom of page 13. It said, my friend promised. So this is Ebby Thatcher, who has carried the message of what our solution is in Alcoholics Anonymous and what the program of action is. So solution is a spiritual awakening. The program of action, how I get there, is these 12 steps. He's carrying this message to Bill. It says, my friend promised. So this promise that Ebby Thatcher has given to Bill is the same promise that is given to you and I here today. When these that when these things were done, not when I thought about them, not when I read them on the wall, not when I contemplated them, not when I told my sponsor I did them, but I really didn't. You know what I mean? When these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator. That I would have the elements of a way of living. And some of you guys know and are already annoyed. Oh man, way of living. 
what do you mean? I can't set it and forget it. I mean, I got to keep doing this thing as a way of life. I can't just do it for a little bit. I mean, I got 5.30 in the morning. Well, I got up at 4.30 in the morning to make sure I've read and meditated before I got here. 4.30 in the morning. That won't carry until later today. That won't carry until, you know what I mean? I got to continue. But I would enter upon a new relationship with my creator that would have, and I, that I would have the elements of a way of living, which answered all my problems, all my problems, not just my alcoholism, not just the things that I think I can't manage, but all my problems. You know, I love and Bill's story it says that I need to turn in all things to the father of light who presides over us all, all my problems, man, that is what's on offer, a way of life, a relationship with a power that I didn't like, that I didn't believe in, that I didn't think could help me, but that has answered all my problems today. And here's what is asked of me. It says belief in the power of God, plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility. We speak about honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness, but not so much about willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. So what is asked of me to have a spiritual awakening and to continue to live in that fourth dimension of existence? Well, I've got to have some belief in the power of God. I don't got to believe in God. I've got to believe that there's power that is available to me. And I need to be willing enough to take actions I don't want to take, honest enough to be searching and fearless and humble enough to continue to do this. But if I do this, I will have this experience. So let's pop back over to page 60. That was that tangent that I didn't expect to go on this morning. It's a journey for all of us. Uh, back to page, I should have told you guys, keep your finger in the book or something, but like, so sorry. Uh, back to 60. So that's the first part of page 60, or the first part of uh, step 12 is it's written. If I do this work to the best of my ability, I will have this experience. So having had a spiritual awakening is the result of these steps. We tried to carry this message to alcoholics. So that's step 12, part two. What is called of me is to carry this message. This message. What is this message? The spiritual awakening that happened as the result of these steps. And thank goodness that that's what I'm carrying. I'm sure that I'm the only one in this meeting today that's a little bit codependent. Nobody else could possibly relate to trying to go around and fix other people's problems. And You know, I, we have this joke with my sponsor about like, if you guys remember the Incredibles movie where it's like, no capes. You know, because I, you know, I'm, I like, I want to be the martyr. Well, I do. The problem is I do want to be the martyr. I want to come in and save the day and put out all your fires and get all the credit and be told how important and loved I am. That's what I want. That's not what I'm doing. And actually, depending on how I do for time, I don't know. That's in God's hands. Um, but depending on how I, how, I, how I do for time, we'll talk about in step 12, the guarding against creating false dependencies, false dependencies on me as somebody who has recovered that is taking somebody through the steps. But I'm carrying this message. And this is a message that has depth and weight that answers all my problems. I don't need to go put out their fires. We have a solution. That solution is the spiritual awakening. And man, some of you guys know I'm a spiritual seeker. You know, I, I'm rooted heavily in the directions in, of Alcoholics Anonymous out of this book. 
And in those directions, it says, be quick to see where religious people are right, make use of what they have to offer. And I go around and I borrow from a variety of spiritual traditions and, and there's a common theme. And it is the most sure sign of a spiritual awakening is the desire to go and help somebody else. You know, I have this experience and I go and help others. I carry this message. Now, step 12, part three is this. And tried to practice these principles in all my affairs. Now, we do. The affairs doesn't mean the word that we, we think it does. You know, if you, it doesn't It doesn't mean we're not, we're not cheating on our spouse. It means in all areas of our life. That's what that means. But here's here's the thing. I take I take this kind of con maybe it's controversial. Controversial. I don't know. It's five in the morning, so if I'm controversial, I'm sorry. Uh, but I take this controversial stance, which is that the principles that I'm practicing in all my affairs aren't this nebulous hope. Isn't a um, intangible like courage or a humility that I can't quite put my finger on. No, for somebody like me, what I've come to find is the principles that I'm practicing in all my affairs is the actions of the steps. Because I don't know about you, when I heard, when I would come to me, and again, you could be like, you're stupid and I hate you. That's fine. I'm going to go to bed after this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, when I when I came into the rooms and I heard people like, yeah, I'm really practicing the principle. I was like, how? You know what I mean? I can't, I can't grab like honesty at it and like throw it at I can't I can't do that you know I didn't know how but I know now how I can show up with inventory I know how I can share that with someone where I can make amends where I can seek that God consciousness in any any situation that is how and so those those are the three sections of 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 Step twelve, and, and what I'm called to do. So again, that I don't, I'm not, I'm not done this thing. It's not a set it and forget it thing for somebody like me. I've got to continue to grow and seek and practice. You know, I talk about this uh, off on another tangent. We, uh, I talk about this, but it's that idea that like my very life, page twenty. Oh, I'm, we might go over there. Um, my very life depends on my constant thought of others and how I might how I might help them meet their needs how I might serve God and them that is my my life is dependent upon what do they need they do not need my codependent meddling they don't they don't what they need is a relationship with a power greater than themselves that's what they need man if and if I am not honed at my ability to clear away the stuff that is inside of me I'm going to be a little fumbly and helping them. But the more that I clear away the stuff inside of me that's blocking me from the power that is God in my life, the more I'm able to help others. What I mean by that is the more I am inventorying me, the more I'm able to help you inventory you. The more I make right my wrongs, the more I'm able to help you. And that's what I'm called to do. And so let's pop over again. We will. I do promise we will get to working with others. I just, I just like bouncing around a little bit and finding some unconventional places to go. But let's pop over to page eighteen. And uh, on page eighteen, we're gonna, we're gonna start off with the italics. It's, uh, it's but, and uh, it's the. Uh, if you go from the bottom, it's, it's uh, two up from the bottom. 
that's not a good way to tell you which paragraph it is. It'd make more sense if I counted from the top, but it's early. That's too many numbers to count, and I can't do it. I'm so tired. <laughs> Sleepy. All right. So it says, but the X problem drinker. So before that, we're talking about how like doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, trained professionals, people of education and learning and science. And we're like, ah, don't tell me what to do. And then the people that love us the most in our lives come and try to help us and fix us and save us. And we're like, definitely don't tell us what to do. But, but the X problem drinker, us, us, who has found this solution, this solution, the spiritual awakening is the result of these 12 steps, who is properly armed with facts about himself. What does it mean to be properly armed with facts about myself? What that means is that I know what is wrong with me as an alcoholic. I know the symptoms of alcoholism, my lack of control once I start to drink, and my lack of choice, that insane thought that takes me back time and time again to the first drink. And I can offer you specific examples from my own life to help you identify and relate and and that I'm armed with facts. I, for me, I'm going to be armed with facts about the solution and how I get it. It does no good if I'm like, do a four-step. And they're like, how? And I'm like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Armed with the facts. But armed with the facts about himself. Can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours. Until such an understanding is reached, little or nothing can be accomplished. And you see, I, there's that thing. And I'm sure, I'm sure we relate to it. That there's that, like, I got my walls up, I'm guarded, don't you tell me what to do, don't you know who I think I am? And it's not, don't you know who I think I am, I think I'm better than you, I think I'm worse than you. I think I'm the biggest piece of garbage that ever existed and you couldn't possibly help somebody like me. I got all these problems. But when somebody says, hey, me too, hey, this is how I drank, hey, this is how I felt, hey, this is how I experienced, and it cracks open that armor. And I'm like, yeah, I'm one of, I'm, I'm just like you, you know? And so this is in parts of Ontario. We got we got some Ontario Indians. Woo! Uh, uh, woo! Uh, in parts of Ontario, this is what's called the uh, sponsorship contract. And I, I look at it. This is this is how this is who I am called to be as an alcoholic who has recovered, recovered from this illness. This is who I am called to be when I when I go and work with others. So it's first and foremost, it says that the man who is making the approach. I, that's oh that is helpful thank you I mean I did have an eye on the time but oh useful uh so I am I am the person and welcome we're on page 18 and you might be like oh she's supposed to be talking about step 12 yep we're bouncing around uh but we're on page 18 bottom paragraph the man who is making the approach that's me. That is the, the person who has recovered from alcoholism. My job, my responsibility is to make the approach, to show up, to ask, can I get your number? Can, do you want to go for coffee with me? Do you need help? Because man, when I am new, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know what I need. And the steps, I don't want to do those. So why would I want somebody to take me through them? Because I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know the hopelessness of my dilemma. My job is to go out and find them and reach out to them. And depending on, and I really should, I will make it to how it works. I do promise that. But we'll talk about that. My job is to find them to work with, not to wait for them to come to me. I go out and I got to find those places where I'm, I'm likely to find alcoholics to work with. That's what I'm called to do. So the man that who is making the approach 
has had the same difficulty. Again, that I have the same illness. That he obviously knows what he is talking about. And not from some book or some education, but from our experience. Man, the worst things that we've gone through, the worst things about ourselves are the most important things that we can use to help another human being, another alcoholic. And I love this line, that his whole deportment shouts at the new prospect that he is a man with a real answer. I love that line. Now, I can get a little enthusiastic. My job is not to shout at you. And sometimes I get loud. Listen, I I got up at 4.30 in the morning, and I don't know what's going on with volume control. So if I'm yelling, I'm sorry. It's early. Uh, But my job is to live my life in such a way where my deportment shouts. My deportment is... So how I live my life, my deportment is how I carry myself. It's that light that's not, you know, that person that comes into the room and you're like, oh, I want what you have. You are well, you are happy, you are free. Man, I want that, that. My my responsibility to the newcomer is to live my life in such a way where the light shines through and there is no denying the change that has happened to me. That he has no attitude of holier than now. I'm not better than anyone in this room. And to show up or any any uh, any better than anyone that's dying of alcoholism. And to show up in that way that we are shoulder to shoulder upon this common journey. And it says nothing whatever except in sincere desire to be helpful. Again, helpful. Not fix, not save, not cure, not micromanage. Helpful. If you want what I have, let's go to work. If you don't. Okay, that's cool. You totally don't have to. But this is all I have to offer. That, that's that's what we're talking about. That there are no fees to pay, no axes to grind, you know, no lectures to be endured. These are the conditions that we have found most effective. After such an approach, many take up their beds and walk again. And I just, I just want to point something out. I'm just going to skip to the the bottom of the next paragraph where it says all of us spend much of our spare time in the sort of effort which we are going to describe. So in in those early days of Alcoholics Anonymous where we saw incredibly high success rates, 50 to 75 percent, all of them, all of those people who have had that level of success spent much of their spare time working with others, taking them through the steps. So if I want those results, I gotta do the work. That does, that's, not, that's not to say that we can't have hobbies. That's not to say that we can't have a Netflix subscription or Hulu or I don't know, I don't, I don't know streaming services anymore. Uh, but you know what I mean? That's not to say that you can't have fun and time off, but man, much of my spare time, I always tell my sponsees, listen, if you're not a little bit inconvenienced, you're not working with enough alcoholics. You don't have enough sponsors. I got to be a little, just a little inconvenient. You know, it's good for me. All right. Now let's pop over to page 89. Let's, let's dive right into the chapter working with others. And, and we're just, we're just going to go like, you know, paragraph by paragraph. I'll skip over some and, and kind of summarize others. But we'll, we'll start off right at, right at chapter seven, page 89 practical experience and these now there are more than these promises in step 12 oh i hope i get to them because they're so good um but these are some promises that kick off step 12 chapter 7 working with others so it says 
practical experience shows. And what I love about that is practical experience are practical experiences, alcoholics who have recovered. What we have done has demonstrated this. It's not some intellectual off in an ivory tower telling drunks what we should do. You know, mm, medical best practices suggest. No, it is us, what we have done from our own experience, shoulder to shoulder, working in this thing. And also, also experience. Man, I'm an alcoholic. Don't tell me what to do. You know, I a little bit of that sort of mentality at times. Well, what do you mean alcoholics are immature and childish? What? Uh, <laughs> How dare they? But don't tell me what to do. I'm going to do the opposite. But that idea that this works. I'm not doing stuff that does not work. I do this because it works. Practical experience shows that nothing, nothing will show so much ensure immunity from drinking. Immunity. Immunity. I have freedom from the first drink. Many... When I got here, I could not stop myself from taking that first drink. Immunity from drinking as, now this is important, intensive work with other alcoholics. See, I told you it's meant to be inconvenient. Intensive. Not a once in a while. Not a, oh, I'll work with a sponsee once a week. No, and uh, to be fair, some people have schedules. That's all they can do. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to come across as judgmental at all. But if I, intensive. I meant to work intensively with them. I meant to be inconvenienced by it. And so if I want immunity from drinking, which I do, I've got to be sponsoring others. I've got to be doing it intensively. So when it's inconvenient. And it says it works when other activities fail. Man, I won't take us back to Bill's story because I know we've been bouncing around a lot. But man, that is a theme in Bill's story. You know, he has that experience, that white light spiritual awakening. He's on the mountaintop. Man, the clean wind is blowing through that wind of spirit. He's lifted up. The problem is gone. Now across the page, he's plagued by waves of self-pity and resentment that almost drive him back to drink. See, this is not a set it and forget it program. I've got to continue to work this thing. But when all other measures failed, work with another alcoholic would save the day. Working with others works when nothing else works. And so it says, this is our 12th suggestion. Keep in mind, it is a suggestion, but we don't, and I, I make this joke, we don't have alternative suggestions, but we do. On the bottom of page 25, alcoholic death, spiritual spiritual tools. Pick one. So our um, alternative is alcoholic death. Um, but that's not like, it's not like I'm saying like, you know what I mean? It's it's just the reality of this thing. It's the nature of alcoholism. It's not a, it's like, we're going to kill you. No, 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 not, not that aggressive. Not this early in the morning. Anywho. And it says you. So, oh, sorry. This is our 12th suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics. This message. That's the message that I have. That's the message. Heck, that's, the, that's what I needed. This message. Freedom, freedom is the result of these 12 steps. This message, you can help when no one else can. Man, we get to help those who are beyond human aid. Not because I'm a superhuman, but I get to carry this message. We get to help those who are doomed to die in alcoholic death. That is powerful. You can secure their confidence when others fail. 
we have that privilege, that privilege to be able to work with people, to, to be an extension of God and God's love in the world. And then it says, um, remember, they are very ill. And that is helpful. You know, it is helpful to remember that because um, if we spend any time sponsoring others, we, we also know how difficult we can be as a, as a group of people. Just <laughs> sensitive and selfish and self-centered and a little, you know, tell me what to do. I want to do the opposite. It wasn't a little like that. But remember that we are ill, that we are dealing with people who are ill. Not stubborn, not bad, but ill. And man, this is my experience. Life will take on new meaning. See, on page 52 in the bedevilments, I had a feeling of uselessness. I was full of fear. I couldn't seem to be of real use to other people. Man, my life, it was, it was, I was miserable. I hated my existence. Life takes on new meaning here at step 12. To watch people recover, to see them help others. To watch loneliness vanish. Man, this is powerful. To see a fellowship grow up about you to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. Man, if you told me, if you told me when I got here that the bright spot of my life would be hanging out and, well, to be fair, Zoom wasn't really a thing when I got here. Definitely wasn't. Uh, but if you told me that like hanging out in these little Zoom squares or hanging out in church basements or community centers, you know, with the coffee, with the creamer, that it never stirs in no matter how hard you try. There's just a lump floating at the top. If you told me that would have been the bright spot of my life, I would have been like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it really is. It really is. To be a small part of the miracle in somebody else. That loneliness vanished. To watch, man, you guys, I'm sure some of you guys know that when the light comes on in their eyes, you know, it's often for me, it happens right around step four when they're getting into resentments and they realize, you know, when we, when we realize that we were the jerk, you know, it goes from, I hate them, they suck to, oh, I'm the jerk. And it's not surprising that's when the light seems to come, but that, when that light comes on in their eyes and to be a small part of that. And to watch families begin to come together and be restored. And man, it's it's an incredible thing. It's up, it's genuinely, don't miss it. It's the best. It's the best. You know, I have friends that call it the God dope. You know, it's it's like, man, it's the best. And so the next um the bright spot of our life, you know, the next paragraph, it it goes on to talk about like perhaps you are not acquainted with drinkers who want to recover. That is definitely not the case today. Here's why. See, the book was written to go out and carry this message. And if I knew no other sober alcoholics, I was living alone in Calgary, Alberta. Had no intergroup central office, had no meetings, but no sponsor. Finally got a copy of this book. I could follow its directions. I got to hustle. I got to find places, people to work with. That's, that's what my life depends on, helping others. So it, it's giving some places you could go. You could talk to, you know, some doctors, ministers, priests, or hospitals, some people in the general public that often come into contact with alcoholics. 
Nowadays, it's a lot easier, but it's also important that that is where a lot of our service structure um, has to engage with public information, cooperation with the professional community, letting people know that Alcoholics Anonymous exists. Man, it's real easy. You know what all I have to do? All, like, and I can do a lot more, but bare minimum, if I'm looking for a sponsor, bare minimum, show up to a meeting. And if there's a newcomer, then I go and get their number and I talk to them. That's way easier than having to go to doctor's offices and churches and like talk to bars. You know what I mean? Like, I just got to show up. The meeting's already there. The newcomers funnel in and lemon squeezy, right? So at minimum, what I can do is I can go up and talk to them. And I just, I love the very, very bottom of page 89. To be helpful is our only aim. My job is not to fix, to save, to manage anything like that, to be helpful. If you want what I have, I will give everything I've got to give it to you. Now, let's uh, pop, pop up to next page, page 90. It says, when you discover a prospect for Alcoholics Anonymous, find out all you can about him. So I need to gather and get some information. If he does not want to stop drinking, don't waste time trying to persuade him. You may spoil a later opportunity. This advice is given for his family also. They should be patient realizing they're dealing with a sick person. If they don't want to stop drinking, that's okay. Cool, keep drinking. And what I'm realizing, if, if I have people that I'm working with and they don't want to work the steps, they don't want to, that's okay. My job isn't to convince anyone to do the steps. That's not my job. My job, well, actually, what whose job it is, is to convince people to work the steps? Alcoholism's job. That is the job of alcoholism. That is the job of the pain that comes as the result of a lack of control once I start to drink and the lack of choice. That he repeated humiliation. That is not my responsibility. My responsibility is great love. My responsibility is to show up with the lights on and God's presence in my life. To show up with in such a way that my deportment shouts that, hey, there is an answer here if you want it. If you don't want it, cool. Okay. And man, it is the cool. There is so much freedom in not trying to chase people who want it. I'm I'm sure I'm the only one that, that spent a lot of time trying to chase people who didn't want it. Man, and like we that's how we learn. And and so it goes on to say, like, if he wants to stop, talk to the person who's most interested in him. That often is not I, like I'm not getting in contact with, you know, um a sponsee's like spouse or or because I where did I get a hold of them? Met them through the meeting. But what I have found to be helpful and useful is to is to have that conversation about like have you been to Alcoholics Anonymous before tell me a little about your drinking tell me a little about kind of your history have you gone to treatment have you gone to rehab like give me an idea of what's going on for you do you have spiritual connection do you have a lot of barriers to to belief do you, do you have a lot of religious trauma just give me a sense of what's going on so I can see how best to be helpful that is what I'm called to do the next few paragraphs are all about seeking to understand rather than to be understood. And I love that it, it, uh, if I if I go down, it uh, it talks about ask him, just ask him, do you want to quit drinking and are you willing to go to any length to do so? If yes, awesome, let's go. If no, that's okay. 
You don't have to. My job is not to, to force myself upon him. And that's really what it talks about in those pages. So let's go across the page on page 91, second paragraph from the bottom. See your man alone if possible, which kind of makes sense because I'm not going to, I'm going to meet him at a meeting. I'm going to find this prospect. That's most of the places I'm going to find him. And first, engage in general conversation. After all, turn the talk to some phase of your drinking. Tell them enough about your drinking habits, symptoms, and experiences to speak of himself. So what I'm doing is I'm sharing my experience. Man, this is where war stories is useful. Man, if somebody starts to tell me a story about how they were pissing themselves behind a dumpster, man, I got pissing my pants behind the dumpster stories. I'm going to match that, right? I don't, I don't want to necessarily do that at a meeting. There's no use to tell you all about how my pants weren't dry. Uh, yeah, maybe a little, but it's one-on-one -on -one where I'm matching those experiences so that you're able to think, yeah, like I did that. I did that. That's what we're doing. If he wishes to talk, let him do so. You will thus get a better idea of how you ought to proceed. If he's not communicative, give him a sketch of your drinking career up until the time you quit, but say nothing for the moment of how that was accomplished. Listen, I will say he probably has an idea. Because I met him, I probably met him at an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. You know what I'm saying? He probably has an idea. Uh, so just to just to skip ahead a little bit, it's uh, bottom bottom of that paragraph. When he sees you know, or the bottom of the page, very bottom of the page. When he sees you know all about the drinking game, commence to describe yourself as an alcoholic. Top of page ninety-two. Tell him how baffled you were. How you finally learned that you were sick. Give an account of the struggles you made to stop. Show him the mental twist, the mental obsession, which leads to the first drink of a spree. We suggest you do this as we have done it in the chapter of, uh, on alcoholism. If he is an alcoholic, he will understand you at once. He will match your mental inconsistencies with some of his own. So the examples from our own life of the alcoholic cycle from XXV, I, 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 those times where I said, that's it. I'm never going to drink again. I'm never going to do this again. And then explaining from my own experience, you know, that, oh, I was feeling a little restless, or a little discontent, but really hammering home what was the insane thought that I had that led me back to the first drink. The chapter more about alcoholism is all about the hopelessness of alcoholism and is all about the mental obsession. So give my examples of those times where I said, I'm not going to drink again. And I drank again. And really hammering that home. And it says, if you are satisfied that he is a real alcoholic, begin to dwell on the hopeless feature of the malady. Because, man, if I am not convinced of my alcoholism, and I don't think it's hopeless. Why would I do these steps? They are not appealing. You know what I mean? I don't want to do them. I need to be at the end of myself. I re and that's the thing is when I work with sponsees, I don't emphasize you got this. I emphasize, girl, you are going to drink again. If, if I have a sign that you're an alcoholic, dude, if you have the illness I have, you will drink again. This is not good news. This is not a good situation. You are going to drink. And you're going to drink a lot sooner than you think you are. That is my experience. So dwelling on that hopelessness, show him from your own experience how the queer mental conditioning surrounding that first drink, that's the mental obsession, that insane thought that takes me back time and time again to that first drink, prevents the normal functioning of the willpower. We're talking about the mental obsession. I can't differentiate the true from the false. I think this time will be different. And off I go and burn my life to the ground. 
don't at this stage refer to this book unless he has seen it and wishes to discuss it. Look, I now you've seen it. I want to discuss it. We're talking about the book. <laughs> I just, I just joking around. Uh, but yeah, at this point, they kind of know what's up, you know. Especially in you know what 2023, I had to look at my calendar. I'm like, what year is it? And it says before seven in the morning is early for me. Um, I made it here. Uh, <laughs> so, and it, it goes on to say, uh, and let him be careful to not brand himself as an alcoholic. Let him draw his own conclusion. If it sticks to the idea that he can still control his drinking, tell him that possibly he can if he's not too alcoholic. But insist that if he is severely afflicted, there may be little there may be little chance he can recover by himself. So that's the thing is I want to bear down on the hopelessness of this illness before I go heavy on we gotta do the steps. Because why that's that's really what it's saying. Bear down on the hopelessness. And if I'm working with somebody that doesn't want to do the steps, that doesn't want to follow direction, that wants to do things their own way, okay, go do that. But if you are as severely afflicted as I am, I didn't have that mess around room. And you, you know, just, just from my experience, oftentimes we need to have to learn from experience and learn from trying all the other ways that do not work to come to this one, which finally does. And then it says, continue to speak of alcoholism as an illness, a fatal, again, I am going to die of this thing, fatal malady. Keep his attention focused mainly on your personal experience. Explain that many are doomed. Doom's just another word for hopeless, who never realize their predicament. And then what we're going to do is we're just going to transition to the top of page 93. When it says, let him ask you the question, if you will, um, like how, how I got well. Tell him exactly what happened to you stress the spiritual feature freely so in that paragraph and i know i missed some in the middle but what happens is a transition so we bear down on the hopelessness of alcoholism to lay down the foundation for step one and now what we're doing is laying down the foundation for step two and for step three i'm going to tell them exactly what happened to me a spiritual awakening and it says Stress the spiritual feature freely. If the man be agnostic or atheist, make it emphatic with emphasis that he does not have to agree with your conception of God. He can he can choose any conception he likes, provided it makes sense to him. The main thing is that he is being is he willing to believe in a power greater than himself and live by spiritual principles. What's this? Again, spiritual principles, doesn't that make the most sense if I live by these actions of the steps? Man, that made it simple to me. So what we're doing is laying down the foundation of step two and step three. And of course, it like it goes on to, you know, there might be somebody who's been in and out of AA for years or has religious training. And it's like, man, we're I'm not here to instruct you in religion, but I can point out that what I have done has worked for me. And if if you want what I have, which is, came as the result of following the directions out of this book. Let's go. Let's go. I'm going to pop ahead to uh, page 94. Top of page 94. I know I'm bouncing around a little. It's going a little fast, but I got five minutes left and I won't go over because I won't be respectful of the time. And I want to get to page 100. I'm not going to take us, we're going to skip to page 100, but we're going to do 94 first. So it says, outline the program of action, explaining how you made a self-appraisal, how self-appraisal, that sounds like a fourth step, how you straightened out your past, sounds like a ninth step, and why you're now endeavoring to be helpful to him. 
It is important for him to realize that your attempt to pass this on to him plays a vital part in your own recovery. Actually, he may be helping you more than you are helping him. I guarantee anytime I've worked with anyone who has not sponsored yet is like, mm, I don't know about that. But anytime I'm working with somebody who sponsored others, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's experiential. I got to do it to experience. So uh, make it plain that he is under no obligation to you, that you only hope that he will try to help other alcoholics when he escapes his own difficulties. You know, and uh, it, it goes on, it goes on to talk about like, man, he might, he might give reasons why he does not want to do the steps. He may, may give reasons why he wants to fight this thing. That's cool. That's cool. But man, if you want what I have, this is what has worked for me. It goes on to say uh, on page 95, bottom of the first paragraph, never talk down to an alcoholic from any moral or spiritual hilltop. Simply lay out the kit of spiritual tools for his inspection. The simple kit of spiritual tools is the 12 steps taken out of this book. Offer him friendship and fellowship and tell him, and I love this, if he wants to get well, you will do anything to help. Anything. I will, and I really mean that, I will get up at 4.30 in the morning. I will do anything. If you give me an inch, I will go a mile. But if you are not interested in the solution, if you expect me to act as a banker, which abs I do not, do not, I do not give Spalsy's money. That's, that's no. Uh, but, or a nurse for his sprees. I'm not here for that. I'm not here to just take your problems. If you got problems, yeah, bring them to me. What we're going to do is inventory. Because that's how I got free. And so it goes on to talk about, man, that's our first visit. We're laying the foundation for one, two, three. They got it. Then, then I give them the book and they're like, read the book. Well, in, in 2023, oftentimes, man, I can't read it on my own. So what I like to do is I like to read the book with my sponsees. We go line by line through the book and I, I'll just really uh, quickly. How I do it is I like, this is my preferred way. I got a willing sponsee with some time on their hands. I like to go line by line through the book, reading with them an hour to two a day, closer to two rather than one a day, going through the book quickly and thoroughly. And the reason is when I work with sponsees in that way, they feel more comfortable and more able to work with others, which is the whole point. My job is to get my sponsee to the point, not only where they have a spiritual experience, but where they are able to help others have that spiritual experience. And I have found that effective. And that's the thing I always need to be open in my sponsorship is what I'm doing effective. If it's not, that's okay. Sorry, I wasn't the most effective. I, I got to pivot and try something that's going to be a little more effective. And so that's that's where I'm I'm like a day I'm daily, you know. Let's go hard, let's work through these steps quickly and thoroughly. I don't got time to waste because man, if I'm working with a new prospect and they're an alcoholic, they will drink and they will drink quickly. So I'm gonna uh, page 98. I know I might go a minute over. Uh page 98, middle of middle of the paragraph. Uh it says, burn the idea into the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone. The only condition is that he trusts in God and clean house. Man, if I've got problems that are piling up, if I got stuff, and I don't think this thing can work for me. Man, I can get well regardless of anyone. I can get well regardless of my external condition. What a gift that is. I can get well regardless of anyone. The only thing that is asking me is I trust in God and I clean house. 
I continue to do the step four through nine and I live in the disciplines of 10, 11, 12. I'm going to pop us and I'm going to wrap us up on page 100. It says both you and the new man must, must walk, first full paragraph on page 100, both you and the new man must walk day by day. So this is a daily thing. It's not a set it and forget it thing, a daily thing in the path of spiritual progress. It's not progress, not perfection. It is spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. How am I growing spiritually? That's what matters. And it says, if you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have imagined. Anything that we could have planned. Follow the dictates. I don't like dictates. That sounds like rules. And I'm a little rebellious alcoholic. That's just the steps. That's the steps. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world. No matter what your present circumstances. And that has been my experience. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share.